Welcome to A First Perspective with Victoria. I'm so excited to be able to share these conversations with you all, whether I'm sitting down with friends I've known my entire life, mentors that I look up to, or just people who have unique experiences and interesting perspectives on everything that's going on in the world today. I'm so grateful to be able to sit down with these people and share their stories and share their opinions and just be able to have fun with everything. As the title of the podcast suggests, this is all about seeing everything from a new perspective and learning more about other people's perspectives. So it's important to listen with an open mind and a willingness to see things from other people's points of view. And I hope that along the way you are able to either learn something new about what's going on in the world today or to understand something a little bit better that maybe you didn't know too much about. Either way, I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for listening. Hello, party people. It is Victoria. It's been a while. Um, I'm super excited. I took quite a hiatus off from doing the podcast for a couple of different factors. The first one being I started at a new job in December. So I've been really, I was really busy with getting back into the swing of that. It's actually an old job. So my new old job and I just really was, wasn't making time for recording any podcasts or anything like that. And then in March, we started closing everything down because of COVID. So it's been a really weird time. It's it's a really weird time to be alive um, and to be an adult. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's weird for children too, because they don't understand it. Not that really any of us do understand, but it's just so interesting to me because I don't know I don't know if life is going to go back to normal or whatever normal was before COVID hit. You know, there's just so many other things that have happened since, uh, you know, the shelter in place order in California and just so many businesses closing. And I just don't think we even understand the impact that this is going to have on the country, on the world, especially, you know, economically, I just feel like there's just so much that's unknown. And it's absolutely crazy. I mean, for me personally, I spent the first three months very, very actively quarantining myself. I have a roommate, so we quarantine together. But other than you know, our weekly shopping trips to the grocery store, we were not leaving our house. It was, it was crazy. And, you know, it was hard and it still is hard because a lot of places are somewhat kind of more open and, you know, restaurants reopened and it's summer and, you know, you just want to spend time with your friends and potentially your family, depending on how you feel about your family. And, it just really seems like we're kind of just over it. And, you know, whether or not you are affected by COVID, you know, it is a pandemic. It is serious. And it's just crazy to sit around and be like, I've seen my close personal friends that I was used to seeing weekly. You know, I've seen each of them one time. And so it's just, it's a weird time to be alive, man. I mean, I just feel, I feel the roller coaster of emotions as I've been told other people are going through as well as, you know, some days are good and some days are hard and some days are just bad. And, you know, it's, it's comforting to know that other people are going through it. It's comforting to know that I'm not the only one but that doesn't make it any less hard. And so I just want to throw it out there for anyone who is struggling during this time. You know, it's it's just I don't know what the solution is 
because it's really hard to be able to do the things that you may normally do to get yourself out of a funk outside of a pandemic. You know, your options are pretty limited. Um, but, you know, the best advice is always just going to be to get out of the house if you can. You know, obviously don't go socializing. And if you do wear a mask, be safe, help slow and stop the spread. But get out of the house, go for a walk if you can, read a book, sit outside. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. I realized when I was self-quarantined in my house because I was working from home, I wasn't really leaving my house, was like I was not going out in the sun and getting fresh air. And I didn't realize the effect that was having having on me mentally. I don't think, like I think we're aware that like, oh yeah, the sun makes us happier. But I don't think I was fully comprehending that and being like, oh, if I go outside and walk for like even like 20 minutes or whatever, even if I go walk around the block, I wasn't understanding the impact and the benefit that there would be for that. So if you can do something like that, FaceTime with the ones, you know, the people that you want to see. I mean, I was really heavy into Zoom meetings, like Zoom happy hours and FaceTiming my friends like so frequently when everything started. And now like if I hear that FaceTime ring, I just I like don't answer my phone because I'm over it. I don't I'm over it. I don't want to sit on a Zoom call with you for 2 hours while we both drink in our living rooms. I'm sorry. I just don't want to do it anymore. I appreciate the invite, but it's going to be a no for me for a while. I got really off topic with this. I wasn't planning on talking this long about COVID. Um, but I I returned to work myself. Um a only three of my team members, so the rest of my t- team, my coworkers, are working from home still. And so for me, it was a whole wave of anxiety just thinking about going back to the office because so our team works out of a we workspace, so it's a communal workspace. We have like our own office and everything, and we were able to rearrange our office to ensure the desks are six feet apart, and there's only three of us in there, so we are more than six feet apart, no problem. But it, everything else outside of our office is communal, so you know there's multiple floors that make up the WeWork space, the kitchen area, the like break area, I guess, that you would like normally eat lunch at or whatever. It's all communal, and when you're in an when you're in a building, when you're in an office building, I don't know that it's mandated to wear masks. I don't think that it is because you're inside and it's different than like a grocery store where like there's unlimited people that could be walking in. So I don't really know what the rule is, at least in California. And so I had a lot of anxiety about it because I personally am not scared of what will happen to me if I get sick. I think that generally I'm a pretty healthy individual. I think I take care of myself. Like I think that I would be okay, but I don't know. You know, you never know. And I just don't want to give the risk of getting anybody else sick because if I could be asymptomatic, I could pass it along to somebody who's going to see a family member who's taking care of a family member. Like there's just all those different scenarios. So I had a lot of anxiety about returning back to the office. And in addition to the anxiety that I was feeling, I was kind of angry because I had just worked a little over three months, 100% remote work from home. Totally fine. There were no issues. Like I had my own setup. Like, so I've been back in the office for about three weeks at this point. And I just, I, I just feel like this whole, whole thing while there's going to be many lessons that we're going to learn throughout the years and as time passes. I think one thing that's going to stick with us and I hope that it sticks with us and I hope it sticks with a lot of companies that a lot of our jobs, a lot of the things that we're doing can be done remotely. We can be working from home. And there's been a lot of companies like a lot of like the social media companies announced that they're just going to completely be 100% remote work from now on, which I think is great. I do think that there are obviously jobs and companies that you need to work in person and you need to be 
with your team or in an office or in some sort of like actual setting outside of your home. But I think that the majority of people can work from home and maintain that productivity that their bosses and their, you know, that their expectations are and also just be more comfortable. And I just feel, I feel like I was way more productive at home than I was at the office. And I was trying to explain it to somebody because it doesn't really make sense when I think about it. Because, you know, if you sit and you close your eyes and you envision an office, you know, you have like your desk, you have your computer, your monitors, printer, like you have a whole like area designated for work. You would imagine that that is where you're going to get the most work done. But for me, it's not, that's not the case. And I, again, I don't know the explanation for it. I'd be, I'd love for someone to explain it to me. But for some reason, the fact that I'm just, I was able to just work from home you know, and like, yeah, like my schedule changed a little bit. I would sleep in a little bit longer because I didn't have to get really get ready or drive anywhere. But for the most part, like it wasn't like I was just like rolling out of bed and just hopping into my chair and starting to work, you know? So that's, it's all been interesting. It's all been, it's all new to us. Like none of us have ever been through something like this. And I think, you know, we're all, we're all feeling different ways about it. And just because it's my opinion that everyone should be wearing masks and be careful and practice social distancing doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree with me. I don't think we can disagree on the fact of people dying. We don't even need to get into the details of the numbers of people dying. I think the fact that people are dying is cause enough to take your take your ego out of it take the things that you want to do that you feel like you deserve to be doing right now and just think about the thousands hundreds and thousands of people who are losing family members who are not able to be with the family members that they are losing and are having to say goodbye over zoom meetings you know so just really went on a tangent on that and so it's not how I wanted to start out (laughs) my first podcast back so if you're still listening, thank you so much for bearing with me. We we celebrated my birthday in June, which we were in the middle of a pandemic. And so, you know, none of us really wanted to stay in San Diego. We had been self-isolating for about three months at that point, And we really just kind of wanted to hang out, but not in our homes. So we um, booked a we booked a Airbnb in Palm Springs for the weekend and it was it was super fun. There were there were some moments, so maybe um one day soon I'll get my roommate to join me to talk about what happened. Um it was a little bit of a crazy experience, so I don't want to get into it by myself because there were other parties involved and I want them to be able to share their experience and their perspective as well because it was really trippy. So, um, yeah, so that's really the first, like the only time that I've really broken my like social distancing, self-isolation, stay at home order is when we went to Palm Springs for my birthday. And again, there was six of us. There was seven on one day. We were all outside and definitely still keeping our distance. We weren't just like all hugging each other the entire time, but even if we were, I would have been comfortable with that because these people that I had invited, I knew had been really good about keeping their distance and following the stay at home order and, you know, just really believing in the science of COVID-19. So I trusted all of them and I would do it again, maybe not at the house, but that's something we'll save for later. So yeah, so I, um, I'm all over the place right now. I am drinking. I am drinking these Ashland seltzers. So we actually had these at my birthday. And I don't even remember how many we had. It was the entire fridge was full of alcohol. We had like no food for the weekend. We had like bagels and like things for burgers one night. And we literally had no other food. We we're almost 30 years old. Some of us are 30 years old and we still do not know how to plan for sustaining ourselves. Um, and so that's what I'm drinking tonight, which they, it's local. So it's really awesome. They're really good too. So I know like seltzers are, 
have been all the rage for about a year now with White Claw and Truly and everything. But the Ashland Seltzers are really good. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm, like, I feel like there's so much to talk about, but also not a lot to talk about. And I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else. Like, if you were to ask me in my normal life, like, what's new? Like, literally nothing is new in my life. I do the same thing every single day. I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I make dinner, I watch True Blood with my roommate, and then I go to bed and we do it all over again. So, like, my my life is not different. There's no change. There's no recent developments, you know. Um, one of my friends recently asked me how's dating, and I was like, well, we're in a pandemic, so it's non-existent, but also I don't date outside of pandemics either, so you're asking the wrong girl. But... I feel like outside of my normal life and like asking me what's new outside of my little bubble, there's a shit storm of stuff happening right now. So there's just like, there's so much happening and I just, I don't even know how to start. I don't know. Like I, there's just so much and I just feel like I'm consuming too much information too many news stories all the time so I actually even recently removed Facebook from my phone so I like didn't delete my account I my account is still active but I deleted it from my phone like almost two and a half months ago and I have not missed it once I have not once been like oh my gosh I really want to log into Facebook like no not having that social media platform where there's just so much garbage being thrown out into the 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 interwebs that I just I am so I'm I feel like I'm doing so much better mentally without having that now I do still have Instagram and I'm still on TikTok so there's plenty of garbage that I am consuming each day but I feel like the stuff on Facebook is just always a little bit more like, is it fact checked? I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. So I just really want to get into like, what the fuck is going on with the world? And I'm not saying that as like, I want someone to give me the answer because I don't think there's an answer. And I think some people want to believe they know the answer and I either I'm not going to agree with them or I'm going to be pissed off because I'm going to agree with them, you know, but I just, there's just literally so much crazy shit that's going on and we are just consuming it at rapid fire. And I was thinking about it the other day because so since we've gone, you know, since this pandemic started and everything shut down and the whole world went a little bit crazy. There has been so much that has come to light. And I think the the first thing I want to say is if we weren't in a pandemic, I don't think these stories would have gained the traction and the attention that they did. And the reason being is that you have however many million Americans who are not working right now, right? Like so many people have lost their jobs, are not working or are working limited hours. So we're all on the internet. We're all checking our phones. We're all on our phones so much. Our screen time, you know, tracking report has gone up exponentially since all of this, I'm sure. But so we're all just consuming everything so quickly and it's spreading like wildfire because I just, you know, when everything started with Black Lives Matter this year, because it's been around for a while, that's not something that's new. But when it came around, when it, I have to think about the way that I want to word this. Um, So when George Floyd was murdered, I had never seen my social media platforms, because I still had Facebook at the time, so full of the same message, of the same screenshots, of the same posts as I had then. 
and I, you know, and that's, that, that's crazy to me. And, you know, I just, I feel like we would not have seen this movement become as big as it is without being in a pandemic. And that's, you know, that's, that's just the way that it is. That's not good, nor is it bad, but it's just, when you think about it, if you aren't able to take the time to go to a protest, if you aren't able to take the time to actually sit there and fact check the articles that you're reading before reposting them or to read books and, you know, whatever other pieces of literature there might be, movies, podcasts, whatever you're, you know, consuming about this topic. If you didn't have the time to do it, you never would have done it. And you would never be learning and growing. And, um, you know, I just, I think that all of us get kind of, we kind of cultivate and create our own little like bubbles and echo chambers on our social media platforms because we like posts and videos that are in line with our own interests and our own opinions. And so the algorithms on these platforms are so intelligent that they are just seeing like, oh, you like this type of video? So I'm going to keep showing you content like this, or I'm going to keep showing you content by that creator. And so that's all you end up seeing. And then you get stuck in that little echo chamber where the only content you're seeing is the only content that you agree with. So you're never seeing opposing sides and you're never, you're never seeing things from another perspective. You're never, you know, getting introduced to other ways that people are thinking and other, and other issues that are coming to play, you know? And so that's just been super interesting to me because I mean, when I tell you that like all I saw on TikTok for two weeks straight was Black Lives Matter and protests, that was all I saw. Like I couldn't, I follow quite a few people on TikTok. I wasn't even seeing their content. I was only seeing things, you know, on the front lines of these protests and the riots and everything, which were terrifying to watch, but also so, so important to watch because it's like, it's the hard stuff that we have to watch and we have to learn from and we have to, we have to, we have to view it. We have to watch it in order for it to become real. Because if no one watches it, if somebody records something and no one ever watches it, it, it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? So everyone's, it, everyone's had to really reflect and it's been the season of reflection and it's been the season of really, really getting to know yourself and determining if that version of yourself that you are currently is the version that you want to continuously be, or if you want to grow and become better. The same way that I feel about COVID and that you cannot deny the science, you cannot deny the fact that people are dying when it comes to racism in America, you also cannot deny that racism exists. You cannot deny that this country was founded on racism. It was founded on the backs of slaves, you know, so we have to think about those things and we have to put those things into perspective. And, you know, there's a really common like meme or I don't even think it's a meme because it's not funny, but there's like a really common quote, I guess you could say that's floating around on the internet. It's been floating around of, you know, just because racism doesn't affect you doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because COVID doesn't affect you, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like just because things are not affecting you does not mean that it doesn't exist. And for people who do think that way, I think that it is very much a a battle of your ego. I think that it is your ego, which we all have. Everyone has an ego. Um, it's just a matter of your ego trying to convince you that 
your life and the things that are affecting you are more important than the things that are affecting other people. And everyone struggles with that. Your, your ego is, your ego is very powerful. It is very, it is also very convincing because it is also the thing that is telling you that you can't get out of that relationship, that you can't leave that job because, you know, that person depends on you so much. The team would fall apart without you. Like, but in reality, the the world will go on. The world is not going to stop spinning because you leave that job. The world is not going to stop spinning because you stop being friends with that person or stop being in a relationship with that person. You You will be okay. It may hurt. It may be scary. It may you know, really be challenging, but you will be okay. And the other people, the other party that's affected will also be okay. And so I was, you know, trying to explain that to my, a couple of coworkers the other day. And I was just like, you know, we also are right now and not even just right now, maybe all the time, like there's just like this overwhelming sense of I can't take time off. I can't miss work, you know, like, and that's just so fucked up because most jobs, or if you're lucky enough to have a job where you get paid time off or sick leave, you are allowed to use that. Like you are allowed to use that, whether that means you're using it to go on a vacation for a week or whether that means that, you know, once a month or once every few months, you're just going to take a day off as like a mental health break. And that's fine. And that is okay. And we need to normalize taking time off of work. We need to make it seem like a good thing and a positive thing because then we're not going to burn ourselves out versus this terrible thing of like, oh, if I miss today, I'm going to you know, miss that super, I'm going to miss that meeting that we have each week. And, or if I, you know, call out sick tomorrow, my boss is going to reassign my workload to another team member. So I'm going to, you know, that's going to overwhelm them and they're going to have too much to do. So I can't take time off because I don't want to overwhelm my team members. You know, it's just, there has to be some sort of like balance and it has to be a work-life balance and it should technically be a life slash work balance because your life should be first work should not be first and I'm trying to train myself to believe that because I am very much a workaholic I'm very much a workhorse I will literally work until I burn myself out to the point of exhaustion to the point of I am just so unhappy and that is on me it's also on the people around me for not encouraging me to stop. And I don't mean my friends. I mean my coworkers. I mean my boss. I mean my superiors. Everyone should always be encouraging of people taking the time that they need in order to maintain a balance and maintain their own mental sanity and happiness it's been so long I'm just literally going on such wild crazy tangents like this is not in any particular order this is not organized at all I uh saw a friend recently and I hadn't seen her since everything happened and everything shut down I actually saw her the week that everything shut down before California closed literally everything. And that's the last time I saw her. And so I saw her and we hung out for a little bit. And, you know, she was asking me if I had talked to so-and-so and, and, you know, how they were doing. And, you know, I, I was like, well, I haven't really talked to that person very often. We kind of have opposing views and we kind of butted heads on a couple of different things and you know I just feel like it's best that I take myself out of that conversation because at this point I've tried to have the conversation of like this is what I believe and this is why let's have an adult conversation and if we after that conversation, if we still disagree, that's totally fine because we're friends and we can have different views and we can not agree on every single thing, but still be friends and still be friendly and still want to be around each other. 
And for some reason, I just couldn't do that with this person. And, you know, I, it's easy for me to blame that other person entirely and to be like, well, they're not open to hearing my side of things. And, you know, they weren't understanding of me when I told them, you know, how I was feeling and they made me feel like I'm crazy or whatever the case may be. And I just think it brought up a really, really important thing in regards to the relationships that you form as an adult, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, even if you're in college, it's, it's really hard to form like real friendships and real adult relationships because I mean, when you're a kid, your brain's not fully formed. Also, when you're a kid, teenager, even some may say in college, you know, you're as much as we want to say we, you know, we form our own opinions, we're very much made up of the people around us, whether that's our family, whether that's our close personal friends. So a lot of our opinions that we have reflect those around us. And until we're able to actually kind of take ourselves out of that equation and look at something from a different perspective, and I'm just going to keep saying that word perspective because I think everything going on in the world is teaching us that we all could use some new perspectives on everything. Like even the things that we thought we were good at or the things that like we thought we understood, like we all have so much learning to do. And we also at the same time have so much unlearning to do. Like those two things, learning and unlearning are not, they're not, um, like exclusive, like you can do both at the same time. You can do both regarding the same topic at the same time. Like it's, there's just so much information. There's so much that we could be learning about and trying to be better at and trying to be more understanding. And at the end of the day, I, I don't want to be surrounded by people who think exactly like me. I don't want to not ever have someone around me have an opposing view or different opinion than me. What I do want is for the people who do have different views and maybe disagree with me to be able to communicate to me what they feel or what they believe and why. I want you to be able to back up your opinion with facts because there's there's so much stuff that you've seen on the internet like there's just so much stuff that's not valid that's not true that has no science data behind it or any sort of like reliable source or anything like that and it's easy to fall into the it's easy to fall into the trap of being like well you know my my best friend who is very politically active and is very, you know, intelligent and is going to school for their PhD posted this, so it must be true. It's like, I'm not doubting that your friend that posted that is probably pretty intelligent and is probably very knowledgeable of a lot of things, but I can almost guarantee you that they did not fact check whatever they just posted on Facebook. So it's kind of where I'm at right now with people. I, um, I've always, I've always been very close with people who have very different beliefs than me. Um, you know, one of my best friends who has been on the podcast a couple of times, I would say that her and I almost disagree on, oh, I want to say almost everything when it comes to politics and you know, all of that, anything that's related to politics, which is pretty much everything these days. I would say that we disagree on just about everything, but I have never once been afraid or worried or anxious about me sharing my beliefs and posting whatever I want to post on Instagram because of her. And I just think that there are people out there that will try to intimidate you or that will 
freak out because you're posting something that they don't believe. And for those people, I just, I kind of feel sad for them because it, it doesn't fix anything for people with opposing views to block each other or to mute each other's stories or to harass people, you know, I just, now, like, if someone is being extremely inappropriate or is just, on, you know, for lack of other, better words, just batshit crazy, by all means, like, let's, let's block them. Let's mute their stories. Let's tell them, like, you're batshit crazy, you know, but if it's just somebody's story and they're just posting something that you don't agree with, you know what? Like, it's going to take more time for you to figure out how to mute or unfollow that person because I can never remember. So it always takes me super long. And by the time I finally get to the place like where I want to do it, I've, my brain has like already stopped reacting to whatever the post was and I'm over it. So it's going to take more time for you to take some action like that than it is to just hit next and go on to the next story or the next post, you know? So I just don't think it's super necessary. I think that in itself, like the blocking and muting stories and everything like that is essentially like the, the, um, common people's version of cancel culture, which is a whole nother topic on itself, which I just think is absolutely ridiculous. But, um, I, haven't talked this much in one setting in a very long time and then my throat is very dry so I'm gonna take a quick break okay I'm back I don't know how much longer I can make it tonight because I'm extremely tired um but I feel like this was a good reintroduction into the world that is a fresh perspective with Victoria I um, don't know how it's going to go trying to get guests to get back on here with me. So we'll see how long, you know, everybody still decides to stay at home, kind of what the future looks like regarding the number of cases and kind of what the next steps look like for uh, California. But, um... Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just felt like the need to come back here and to sit down and just get all these thoughts out of my head because I have a lot of thoughts, I have a lot of, like, things that happen and just, like, stories that I want to share and tell because I can't sit down and tell my friends, so I feel like I'm just going to sit down and talk into this microphone and share it with you all who I do consider my friends. Most of you guys are my friends. So yeah, I, um, I want to end today. Well, two things. So the first thing I want to say is, um, so I, I recently, I recently bought a uh, diva cup. So for those of you who don't know what a diva cup is, which everyone hopefully does, but if you don't know what a diva cup is, it is a menstrual cup for using on your period. So you don't use tampons or pads. Um, and I bought it and those things are hella intimidating. Like I, First of all, the box itself is super intimidating. Like, there was so much packaging. It comes with, like, a little booklet. And I know you can't see me, but it's, like, a little booklet that's, like, probably, like, three inches wide. And there's, like, like 50 pages. And it's, like, so overwhelming. So much information. And, like, just, it's, it is a journey. So, if, if you've ever used a Diva Cup let me know. <laughs> or don't. It's fine. I don't need to know that, actually. That will make me very uncomfortable if you tell me. But, um, yeah, just the Diva Cup itself was, like, a whole experience that I was not prepared for. And, um, 
I, the whole time that I like was buying it, which like bothers me because I felt like so like I felt like a sense of like being embarrassed, like as I was looking for it and as I was buying it, like, and I used to get that way with tampons too, like, but that was like years ago. Now I'm just like, whatever, like, fuck it. Like, I want you to know that I'm buying tampons because it means that I'm bleeding and it means that I'm not pregnant. So you should be giving me a high five. But, um, I don't like that sense of like, of this like feeling like it's shameful to be buying stuff to use on our periods. Like, oh, it was driving me crazy. Like I was, I was like pissed off at myself as it was happening. Like I could felt myself like getting a little anxious in the store and I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, this is not something to be shameful of. This is not something to be embarrassed of. Like, and if someone tries to ever make you feel embarrassed for buying stuff like that, like they, they are children. And anyways, the whole diva cup thing was just an experience, but it kept reminding me of the show younger. And I don't even remember what season it is. All I remember is that Hillary Duff plays a character who is using one, but she takes it out like in a public bathroom or like in their work bathroom. And it just, that seems mortifying to me. Like that is not like an embarrassment or like feeling of shame. That is like embarrassment of like, oh my God, this cup that has my menstrual flow in it is like out in public and it just, it all just, oh my God. So that, that was the roller coaster of my life. Um, but oh yeah, I wanted to end on a story time because so as I mentioned earlier, me and two of my team members, uh, started going back into the office. And so the three of us work in an office and we work in the WeWork space. So the way that it works is that WeWork is part of like a much bigger building in downtown San Diego. And there's certain floors for the WeWork spaces. You need like a key card in order to use the elevator to get up past floor three. So we're on a different floor. So you have to have a key card to get to our floor. Then you also have to have a key card to get into our office when the door is closed. And so there's three of us. Two of us are female. There's a guy that we work with. And one night last week, I left first. So I think I left probably like around like 630 seven maybe and um then my male coworker left a little bit after me I guess so my female coworker was left in the office she was working late because she was taking some time off this week which as I also already discussed she was working more hours because she knew she was going to be missing and she didn't want to put that extra work on another team member which is absolute insanity but moving on so she was alone in the office we're, you know, in a communal workspace, we're in a space where you have to have a key card to get access to the floor. Never thought anything of it. We've been there for two years, over two years at this point. And, um, we, so she was like working the way that our desks are set up is mine and her desks are actually our backs face the door, like entrance to our office. So she like heard the door open meaning that it wasn't completely like closed because he would have needed a key card. And um, she heard the door open and turned around and there was a guy standing in our office. And she was like, um, excuse me. And like he ignored her and was just kind of walking around. Our office isn't that big, but there is room to walk around. So he like took a couple of steps into the office and she's like, um, excuse me, like, what are you doing in here? And he was like, oh, I'm looking for a place to work because it's a communal workspace. Not everybody who belongs to like has a WeWork membership has an office like we do. Like sometimes they're just use like the communal areas. And she was like, oh, well, you can't use this office because this is a private office. I need you to leave. And he says, OK. And he walks out. And that was it. That was their whole interaction. So she's obviously a little bit freaked out by that because that's never happened ever. So she like packs up her stuff. She leaves. It's about eight o'clock or seven forty-five, and she goes home. No big deal. So I get into the office the next day, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened!" And she tells me the story, and I was like, "Oh, that's really fucking weird." But 
you know, I'm glad he left. I'm glad everything's fine. Like, you know, we just need to be extra cautious, I guess. So I was um, walking in the hallway. I went to go, I think, make food or something like that in the kitchen. And so as you walk out of our office, there's another office right across the hall that's a little bit smaller than ours and it has a sliding door. So their office door slides open. And I had noticed that their sliding door was like wide open. And I was like, oh, that's super weird. Like I know the people that work in that office, they kind of come and go as they please. And their door is usually open or at least unlocked, but it's never like wide open. Like it was really suspicious. And because all of the lights in our offices are like motion, de- like motion detectors or motion detected, they, um, the lights turn on when like there's movement in that office. And I was like, so I noticed that the door was wide open. I was like, that's weird. I go into our office and I'm telling my coworkers like, yeah, like, did you see the people across the way? Like they, um, there's a, (laughs) one of the guys that worked in that office, he had a make America great hat again. So I called it the MAGA office because that was the only way to differentiate it from the millions of other offices on our floor. So I was like, oh, did you see that the MAGA office, the door was wide open and my male coworker, he was like, oh yeah, well, me and Alex used to always tell them to close their door because they would just leave it wide open all the time. So they started locking it, but it looks like they didn't lock it last night. And I was like, yeah, it looks weird, but it's extra suspicious because the door's wide open. I've never, I haven't seen it like that. You know, I'm worried that something happened, especially given that our coworker just had an, you know, interaction with some random person on our floor that she had never seen before. So, we have that conversation. We think nothing of it because it didn't affect us. We were just like, okay, we'll move on with our lives. And then about an hour later, the people from that office showed up and they had like a MacBook stolen, keyboards, um, her, one of their like big monitors. I don't even, it might've been an iMac, but it was like this huge like computer screen monitor, I guess had been missing and they found it in one of the random conference rooms on our floor. So basically like believing that whoever stole that other stuff was trying to steal that too, but couldn't carry it all. So he like dropped it in in another room before he like took the stairs down. And that was just fucking crazy. And then like there is camera, like obviously like there's camera footage. And so they had to like review that and try to find the guy based off of who my coworker described interacting with. They think it's the same guy. The cops got called. She had to give a statement. Like it was, it was crazy. And it was just, it was a moment of when my coworker told me what happened to her, it was like, wow, that's scary, but I'm glad nothing happened. And then finding out this same person, you know, was stealing stuff. Like it was just a moment of, wow, she's really, really lucky that nothing happened because we have so much expensive like computers and just all this stuff in our office because there's normally a team of 10 of us in that office. So there's so much equipment in there that's not being used. Um, you know, and so it's almost like, I mean, we always close our door and like make sure it's locked when we leave, but it's, you know, it was, it was just so scary. And I'm just, I'm grateful that nothing happened to my coworker. I'm grateful that the guy listened to her, you know, because it could have gone a completely other way. Um, but needless, 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 I'm, (laughs) I'm not sending a needs list. I promise. Um, that's a, mortgage loan joke. Um, but needless to say, we are not allowed to, we are not allowed, nor do we want to, you know, stay late and work by ourselves. So it's been kind of, kind of a nice way to remind us to leave the office at a, you know, normal time, get home in time for like dinner, things like that. And just, you know, make sure that no one's really working in the office by themselves at any, at any time. So it's just, again, it's one of those crazy things where it could have been a lot worse. You know, I obviously feel really bad for the people that had their stuff stolen. Like that sucks. But 
I'm glad that nothing happened to my coworker because I think that it could have been a lot worse, you know, given other circumstances. So definitely just felt like sharing that story because in case things couldn't get any crazier in the world we live in today, um, people are now apparently going into private offices and stealing shit because everyone's working from home. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode coming back into the podcast world. Man, it was really all over the place. I promise that I'm going to try to, I promise that I'm going to (laughs) try. I promise that I will be better about making more like structure and, you know, not being all over the place, but I think I'm, that's going to be a little bit of what I'm going to struggle with because I'm so used to having another person here to have a conversation with and to have that back and forth that for me, it's like all these thoughts in my head are like running through like a Rolodex of ideas and topics. And so I'm just like kind of jumping from one thing to the next. But um, yeah, well, if you made it this far into this podcast of jumbled thoughts from my brain, I appreciate it. I am uh, excited to be back. I'm excited to just basically, you know, have fun with this again and not feel like it's something that I need to turn into a job or into work. I want to continue for it to be fun because that's when I was enjoying doing this much more. And also I think it has to do with the headspace that I'm in outside of wanting to do things for fun. Like, you know, I think it's all interacted. It's all, it's all interacted. It's all What is the word that I'm thinking of? It's all interactive. I mean, that doesn't sound right. It might be right technically. It's all interactive. It's all... I'm having... I might be having a brain aneurysm because I can't think of the word. Which has been happening. This happened to me the other day. And I can't even remember what it was. But I was trying to explain something to my coworker and I could not think of what it was. Well, anyways... I've rambled on far too long now. I am exhausted. I'm very tired. And thanks for listening. I'll see you guys soon.